the reason? I, I guess he wanted a tan. No, just <laughs> more like attention. Um, like what? Like that's what I'm saying is people like the idea of mental health isn't getting pushed as much as it is. It's getting I guess fantasized and and just not being addressed to the way of like look, we really need to start reforming all of the different avenues that will stop people from actually one committing crimes against another human being two actually hurting themselves or um, a family member or anybody else you know like I don't I don't get it why that isn't addressed that it's only it's only you know publicized when it's a catchy song or you know somebody that's well known but then by that time the tragedy is already either too late or it's or or it's or it's received usually at you know better late than never yeah i know what you're saying like um like for example that song with Eminem and Rihanna that was horrible that was such a bad song I was talking, talking about suicide. How, how is that suicide? Oh, sorry. That wasn't. That you're talking about mental illness. I mean, it's they get that, but I'm talking about like a suicide, like, like just last. We are talking about as so a whole. So that's why I brought up that song of. We are talking about it as Rihanna a, and um, uh, Eminem song because that was like more of a domestic violence type all right. song, but. Anyways, you'll be editing editing a lot out, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, babe, I don't know. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna have to make a part two on this. Yeah, I guess. I guess. (laughs) A question though. All right. What's up? Real quick. mental illness and I think if they were to have dealt with their mental illness earlier in their life they probably wouldn't be in prison and like I've read or even watched videos on how bad the majority of prisoners are like with mental illness like most of the prisons is just full of people with mental illness like I said, now, besides the people who are, you know, obvious. Well, yeah. Like, murderers, yeah. rapists, like, the, like serial killers, stuff like that. I'm not talking about that. That's a whole other ballgame. When it comes to the idea 
of reforming the penitentiary, um, I guess, complex. It, for me, it seems as though that we need to start more so on asking the questions of who's mentally um, incompetent and who isn't. You know, because we we see this on, on a lot of like I guess Net Geo, I would say Net Geo or National Geographic or Discovery Channel or whatever. Start seeing like prisons and how they they're run. Like um, I think before we we did the uh, this podcast, uh, we were even discussing um, like the mental. Uh, like anguish that you get in a solitary confinement like that right there in itself isn't it weird like man can be by himself especially in those type of predicaments well in my spiritual um concept God didn't make man to be by himself and I think that is torture in itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so in the spiritual concept, God made Eve for Adam because God didn't want Adam to be alone. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Why a lot of people would feel completely tortured, why a lot of people would even want to commit suicide being in solitary confinement. Um, it makes sense to me. Um, however, on the flip side... For people like me, <laughs> who's already introverted and stuff like that, and is socially awkward and everything else, like, if I could possibly place myself in that environment, like, I would want the solitary confinement. But then again, like, like, like but you don't know who you're messing with. But then you don't know who's you messing with as the prison guard. If you get in solitary confinement, like. Somebody That's could, true. Yeah, somebody could, like, ruin your food or, you know, start beating you up. Like, there's been prisons where the, even the prison guards are are just as worse as the inmates, you know? Yeah, I was reading on, um, the, we, the, I don't know how you pronounce it, the wiki how on how to survive prison. <laughs> and one of the things is not to trust anybody. It has to do with the entire prison. Yeah. Inmates, guards, anybody that works for the prison. Anybody. Don't trust nobody. Yeah. That's what it was saying in there. Don't trust nobody. You can't trust the guards. Well, you can't only, trust but nobody. The, but not only that, but like when it comes to like like the female prisons, um, I remember there was this case where this this guy this um this guy got um a female inmate pregnant and then several years later in a different prison um prison system like I think it was in New York somewhere where this guy got two prison female guard officers pregnant and they both had the baby you know like within the matter of the same time and same you know duration and like that's the the thing is like there are people out there that um even that are in charge of of the inmates they're mentally at times 
not there or their it's not even just their their integrity it's just like they're they're caught up into something and who knows what what you know what went down initially to start this but i feel like when we we discuss like you know prison reform you, you got to when you talk about like fix something when you talk about prison reform, when you talk about stuff like that, yes, definitely. I think prison reform, I think that there should be no male prison guards for female prisons. Because stuff like that is going to happen, like you were just describing. But Or the prison, or it could be possible where a prison guard can take advantage of a female in solitary confinement or a place where she's completely alone. But what if... But what if there was, like, more guards, you know? Like, I, I personally would feel more comfortable if there was a male in charge of the video, like, surveillance, right? And all the doors and everything. And then there were more female officers there versus it being, like, only seeing males. I mean, I've seen there w- were in, I think... Louisiana and Juliet, there was some some women there, but I mean... I just can't imagine being a prisoner in a female prison and having these male guards like, watch over me and but I don't, but I don't, all the other women. Like, you don't know what these women have been through already um, in their lives. And then you have to try to trust some random guy guard. But I don't. I don't. But I don't think that's that's every prison, and I don't think that that's like every situation. I, I do think though that there are some prisons that do have women guards, you know, full staff of women guards in one area. And um, like when I went to Flint, and I saw their uh, um, their uh, penitentiary system. Um, I noticed that the females were at the lower level checking people in and then they were also into their system of the the female system but then also in the male there was like one female guard and she was there at the station while the entire um, like group outside of her was like about maybe like 12 guys you know so there are times where they try to make it where it's it's either even or one is over the other but I think also like a lot of things should be done a lot a lot better and more I find it ironic how when you go to jail basically prison whatever um they provide you a bible huh? they provide you a bible that has to say something when you're in jail they provide you a bible if you would have been reading your bible before you went to jail you probably wouldn't be in jail but, then, but now that you're in jail you gotta read your bible to make your life right again like there's something being but then, but then again you gotta understand is is that is um not everybody is a Christian and like some people they see that and they rebel against it you know oh yeah I can see that too and like I think that right there is 
it's a great nod, you know, to Christianity, and it's a beautiful thing to to see salvation right there. However, not everybody gets it. Some people see that, and they're like, that's the reason why they got into prison, you know? Because some people can't forgive themselves, or they can't see the fact that there is a loving God out there that does think highly of them and wishes that they never, you know, stole stole money or committed a crime, you know, because think about it, we're all basically prisoners trying to get out and to be free, and yet, you know, some people, when they see that, they don't, under, they don't understand it, you know, they, they think of salvation and they're like, oh, well, you know what, um, that church I went to when I grew up, they weren't real Christians. So then I'm going to go to um, Allah or... Yeah, but you also have to understand and what people need to understand is when people get burned by a church, that's not the real representation of God. Well, Therefore, don't turn your back on God because people who are rep trying to represent God failed miserably. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, this is, like, going down a whole new alley. Yeah, that's what I'm... Of, like, conversation. It is kind but, of weird. But, um... <laughs> what, what, I'm, what I'm getting at here is the fact that, um... Prison isn't nice. And it does suck that... The mental state of, of how it is isn't addressed. You know, like... I think that's the biggest problem in prisons then, in America is the mental illness. But like, even even if you are found like not all the way there upstairs, they're still gonna try to you know test it and be like, are you really claiming that you're you know you got mental problems or are you just you know trying to get one a easy pass for your sentence to be put in put inside of an, an insane asylum? Or and that's not a that's not a walk in the park either. Being in the mental institute prison type environment isn't exactly a walk in the park. You have to understand well, you're in a place where there is some seriously insane people. Like you don't want to be around those people. Well, of course, but there are people who who think they could cheat the system. There was a guy who was on his way to prison and he put peanut butter up his butt. And then he was eating it in front of the judge and the judge thought it was actual poop. And the judge was about to send him. You know, the, I think he got it off of a movie. That's what they were saying, but... That is the most disgusting thing ever. I thought I thought it was off of a movie, but it was actually legit true. Like, this dude put peanut butter up his butt and, like, tried eating it in front of the judge. And the judge was, like, giving him, like, you know, a lesser sentence of putting him in, like, a mental hospital. But it turned out, on the way, he escaped. You know? Like, it's it's so, so crazy. People like, are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also the fact that, um, when people commit suicide, it's, in, in a, a prison environment, 
they they look at that more so of the fact that well it was just the individual I think more could have been done for some individuals there was a football player who um, committed suicide but was found out that he had a a double uh, a double life like he was a homosexual and you know he was going through a lot just to get to prison but then to find out that he was on some level of being gay and he committed suicide and I think if we didn't put people in in those predicaments and we actually had them watch more if 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 solitary confinement was more so watched instead of just leaving someone in a dark hole in a dark dark hole I think it'd be a lot better you know like prison guards don't watch people well, from my understanding they don't watch people from up closely I mean when you think about solitary confinement like my first thoughts are all the stuff that I've seen like documentaries and stuff like that that I've seen yeah because obviously I don't think in my entire lifetime not going what I'd I'd ever be in that kind of predicament I hope not um I'm too much of a goody two shoes I hope not um you might as well unless my kid one of my kids end up doing something or what that puts me in jail <laughs> but but um anyway when I think of solitary confinement the first thing I think about is Okay, I would rather be by myself, even if I'm in the dark by myself, than be with a bunch of people who, like, in some prisons, don't they mix them up? Murderers and rapists or with thieves and drug addicts and stuff like that. Like, don't they I don't, all I don't. congregate in one area, especially for, like, eating and stuff? Well, eating and also recreational, but... Like, that but, is so scary to me. Like, I would not want to be anywhere near any of those people. Especially if there's a lot of gang activity and someone's trying to get me to be a part of their gang. Like, no. I don't think you have to worry about about that. I don't think you have to worry about that. I'm just saying, in general, whether you're female or male, you'd think you'd want solitary confinement. But from what I was reading online, solitary confinement is something that most people want to avoid. So I'm just like... Because you I'm trying think to make about sense it. of like, it. You're under the mercy of... But on the, what you were saying... Of the security, you know. yeah. If you if solitary confinement's not being really watched, anything can happen. Some crooked guard could go up in there and do whatever he wants to you, that and get away with it, basically. Yeah. And that that in itself is scary as crap. You know what I mean? But then there's but there's like, a lot of other stuff in solitary confinement. You could be serving three to four. Three to four months without visitation, you've already you've already canceled out the fact that someone tries to visit you because you're in solitary confinement. Dang. Like that's that's the part that sucks. Is like if you get in there. I thought people went to solitary confinement if they were under like um, suicide watch. Um. No. Not not to my knowledge. Oh. No. Solitary confinement is usually for those with bad behavior. You know? Um. Well, from what I was reading online, I was saying 
any kind of behavior that the prison guards don't understand can get you into solitary confinement. Yeah, and that's basically if you basically are walking around butt naked and you're throwing poop at people. That's crazy. They will first put you in the restraint chair with a mesh over you so you can still breathe but you're not spitting on nobody. And they will put you in that chair and they will basically haul you into solitary confinement. Is there usually only like one room for solitary confinement? No. So there's multiple rooms Mm -hmm. for solitary confinement in in a prison? Well, some prisons, yeah. Oh, for some reason I always thought that there was only one room, so like only one person could be in solitary confinement. It's not like TV, but it's. Well, I don't know that life. I mean, I just see what I see on TV and online and whatever. I took a couple of tours and. Um, my childhood. I've seen a lot. What's trippy is, um, I've seen the, I guess, the evolution of prisons over the years. Like, when I was a little kid, and seeing my father, um, you know, seeing my, my biological father being in prison, the courtyard for visitation that's it. There was a playground in the prison. And and watching all these prison guards near the playground. Like, there's a prison guard with a shotgun. Locked and loaded. If That makes no if, dang sense. If a pedophile was going to come and snatch a child. That makes no dang sense. Why in the world would you put a playground in, the, in a prison yard where there's pedophiles, where there's all these horrible type of people... Why would someone do that? Like, why would someone do that? But that, like I'm saying, like, like that, it makes but, no but sense. That was that was the times. That was the times. People were dumb no, back then. No, there's there was one that one actual um, part was if you wanted to uh, have sex with your uh, your newly newly found wife, they made it happen. During visitation. Because they knew that that type of desire was there. They they actually had places like trailers that was like, okay, so for Mr. and Mrs., you can, you know, conjurmate. I hope I'm saying it right. But um, you can literally basically have sex right there and there. One person in particular took that to uh, his advantage. She came in, had a bag that looked just like her purse. And, uh, they faked the fact that they were having sex, but he got dressed, and she brought him a handgun, and then he got into her car and drove off. You know, that's... They were really dumb back in the day. Yeah, but this is... Way, way back when. I was gonna say because less, less restrictions. I, I was gonna say because like, in all the documentaries I've seen and movies I've seen and stuff on TV, when you're visiting with somebody, they have the no touch rule. You can't hug your, you can't hug your relative. You can't do nothing. There's no contact. You cannot, con- you cannot physically contact, have contact with, mm-hmm. um, another person. And I think a lot of that's based upon they don't want them smuggling drugs in they don't want 
Or weapons? Weapons. I don't want anything like that. And that's understandable. But they still get in, though. Weapons still get in. What do you think about that new show coming out where these females are giving birth in prison and actually being able to keep their kid and raising their kid in prison? Do you see that? That was a new show? Yeah, there's a new show coming out. I don't know what channel it's on. But I saw it on, like, my Google feed or whatever, where these girls, they're pregnant in prison. Stop it. Having the baby in prison. Stop it. And then there's some kind of program where they're allowing the... They're allowing the... Mom... To actually raise the baby. To raise the baby in the prison. Like... Nope. Mm -mm. I don't feel like that's safe. Like, you... A, sh- a child should never have to live like that. Like, they... No. But you gotta understand, the kid... But then again, they'll do anything for TV, but... Yeah, still, but it's kid, just... But the kid won't know that... You know, the... He won't know the dynamic of how the world is shaped. You know, like, that mommy can't go out and see... Mommy can go out and see the sun, but mommy can't go out to the store. You know... And there's got to be, like, a certain age of a cutoff. Maybe it's just for the prison mates who don't have that long of a sentence. That, too. Maybe then, it's that. Maybe it's... I don't know the details of the show. I but, really but don't. There, but I've seen... But, but I've seen... I think there was one particular case I saw when I was, like, what... When I was researching it, and that when I was 13, like, there's a particular woman who was pregnant, but then... Child Protective Services took her child, you know, and I don't, I don't know. But when you when you tell me things like this, I'm I'm thinking like there's no way that this show could be legit, real, unless they were, they got pregnant before they got locked up, and then yeah, basically, and then right around their shorter sentence of being pregnant because they're like, oh, we don't want to lose the baby, you know, like, for me, I just feel like. Look at all the women who are actually in prison for kidnapping. Like, there's so many women out there that will literally kidnap a newborn baby. Or even kill another human being to cut out a baby out of a pregnant woman. And then here you are going to have a show where women are allowed to raise their baby in prison... With all those other, but you got, but you got to think about it. It's probably, it's probably protected, you know. It, like if it, yeah, it better be protected, protected, because you know what, children are innocent and all this. They didn't ask for you know, any of this. That's sad. Like, no, no. But you gotta know it's it's protected. It's got to be. It can't it can't just be sitting there and then like. You can't be sitting in some type of cell, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh well, you know. Didn't you hear about Stacy? Stacy last Unless week came they in. They somehow managed to like somehow separate it to where well, they have to. This certain part of the prison, well, is you know. Well, they know because in like a different four walls than the other prisoners. Like when I and went, this part like is only I, for the pregnant people uh-huh. who are taking care of their kids. Then yeah, I can kind of see that because they're not going to be associating with the other yeah. prisoners at all. 
Like, that's the only way I could really see it. But even then, it's still not fair to the child coming into the world. No. To but start like, your life like that. Like, like, when I was in Flint and I saw there was... You had four levels, right? So the first level was, like, the ground floor. Second level was, like, the, the guys who just got there. Third level were those who just got on good behavior. And then, like, the fourth level up is no man's land because those are the, the worst of the worst who don't get visitation. You so know. you guys weren't allowed on the fourth level? No. But then, like, on the other side of the the prison were the women's side, and they were just the same amount of, like, levels. And, uh, but for the men's side... We saw the new guys that were there, and uh, the new guys, they weren't, they were good, but they weren't all that good. And then when you saw, like, the good behavior ones, they were, they had a little bit more hope in them, you know? I don't know what it was, but they they had hope, and uh, they looked like they knew that their time there was about to be, you know, done. But I, I do believe that something has to be done about, like, mental mental health, you know. Like, I, I feel like I I don't advocate that enough, like, or stress it out. Because I used to think, like, oh, they just took the coward's way. But then, but then what is, what for one person to believe that it's the coward's way is actually someone else's way to feel like they want to release. You'd be surprised how many people have never learned healthy coping mechanisms, Mm -hmm. healthy coping skills. I am one of those people I can admit to. Um, And a lot of this stems from their childhood. A lot of it stems from not being able um, to cope when they're a child. And these children grow up still not being able to cope healthy. And it is but, an epidemic okay, in America. Okay. But like, what about but what about those individuals that are just ridiculously sick in the head? Like that's those are the type of individuals that shouldn't be in society. Those are the type of individuals that should be in a mental institute. Like what about R. Kelly? Like he's yeah, he's gone. Like I don't know. Honestly, I can tell you this: R. Kelly. The reason why I have a hard time reading some of the stuff that he's done to women is because he is so similar like a lot of the things that he has actually done to women and young girls is so 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 similar to an ex-fiance of mine that it makes me just have the heebie-jeebies like people like that have so much mental illness like they need help instead of being famous I think being famous makes it worse because people want to make it normal people want to make it okay the people who are big fans of his you know what I mean but it's like he can do no wrong in their eyes but it's also the fact so it's like 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 I'm saying is that as a society when people see someone that has mental illness 
on either that spectrum or someone who is, a, you know, schizof- has schizophrenia or just has a horrible time coping with some of the harder moments of their life, we we tend to shut them out or turn or turn them onto mute and then or call them crazy without really understanding them. Basically, you know, and that right there in itself is um I guess for me it feels like it's the biggest crime against humanity in a way because I feel like we all need to just come together and figure out how to how to fix things in this act you know, aspect, especially when it comes to like, like prison reform on this particular scale. I don't know if anyone else out there is thinking the same way of figuring out who is mentally gone and who's, who's not, but I do believe that should be the topic at hand. We, cause we are in a society now, like there's been massive suicides, you know, and not just on the youth's uh, but more so on just people, period. Well, honestly, too, to bring that in to more, like, perspective, suicide, especially now in today's age, 2019, it has become such an epidemic that the youth age is getting younger and younger and younger and younger, committing suicide. Like, I was reading about a boy who committed suicide, and he was only eight years old. How does an eight-year-old figure out how to commit suicide? That is insane. I, I, I get what you're saying. But I'm just saying... But, if, like, but what I'm saying is, what if we stopped it? Not just at the, the infant or, like, the young child level. Why don't we, we, you know... Why don't we stop it before anything else takes off like as a community why don't we look through and have resources that stop people from going to prison and going into you know all these different types of hard hard moments in life because i think as a society or in society you know talking to a therapist what do people call therapists they call them shrinks right so Talking to a therapist is so taboo in today's society. It's just not something society wants to accept. Oh, no. But, like... um, It's almost like people are ashamed to say that they have a therapist. You know? Like, I was was watching a... uh, It was a clip. It was uh, about this one particular young lady... um, she was in prison and she was in prison for uh, I guess drug charges or whatnot. and I think it was for like Ayana Fix My Life or something like that and the dad didn't understand that his daughter was cutting but uh, I, Ayana was telling him that it was a form of release mm-hmm. and so I feel like for me like that's a big sign not just for help that's a coping mechanism but but that shouldn't have to be that that way for I guess a parent to find out at the last minute like oh for real like you know like my kid has mental problems I could go into a whole other episode of well, yeah, we cutting could. cause I and, and, I know a lot about that particular subject but 
yeah, like I was saying earlier, a lot of us never learned healthy coping mechanisms when we were children. So we're so these children, we, you know, we all become adults, and then we're like, oh man, now what? We still have the same issues. It's just on an adult level now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All these adults are running around having the same issues as a child if you if there's a child who has some serious anger issues and they don't get resolved as okay. a child but then once they become an adult you know that anger gets bigger and bigger and bigger at a bigger level but that's but that's where I'm I'm I guess I guess we're agreeing without being in, on on the same street we're we're agreeing with the same the same thing is I'm agreeing with you. I think I'm just going in a different level, a different like depths yeah. of different things. I'm, I'm, what I'm I'm suggesting more or less is the fact that we need one we need to change the outlook of how we see mental health and in prison and and more like uh, external outside of uh, of the of the penitentiary system, and and we need as I guess as a whole, whether black, white, Hispanic, you know, we need to actually start asking the questions like, "Hey, are you okay?" You know, because I believe we could stop a lot of mass shootings. We could stop a lot of people going through uh, all these just downright wicked things that happen. Now, R. Kelly thing, I don't know. I don't know if you can, you can stop that. That is on another level but, of mental illness. But I, I get it that right there in itself is a mental illness. But at the same time, I don't... I don't know. Like, I think we, we as people need to start digging deep and asking the questions like, you know, is, is anybody okay? Like I think a couple of months back there was a guy um who um put himself on fire and walked on the the front lawn of the White House. What? Yeah, you didn't see that? Like No, th- that's like what, well, for what? I don't know. What was Um since so you kind of more familiar in that whole, you know, thing than I am. Do they even provide Therapists for prisoners? They do, but it's usually um, during your. Is that a privilege or? Mm-mm, it's not a privilege. It's just the therapist is usually provided amongst with the panel. See, they have a panel of people. You've got your warden, you've got um, everybody else on the panel, especially a, a psychiatrist that's there. Or, um, someone that's going to be helping you with your parole and that's basically what your your board review is for your parole whether or not you get released for early behavior or not and or sometimes it's just smaller individuals like a a warden or whoever but um but you can't just like go out and request a therapist to talk to a therapist um not, not that I know of. See, not, that's that, the not, not that I've heard of people 
requesting a therapist. That's the problem. Then. I think, I think, I think you can request a therapist, but I also think like it's you're in prison and like say you overheard something and then you're like I need a therapist. Like somebody's gonna be like you trying to snitch on me or whatever. So that's true. But at the same time, I think that if more prisoners who are actually willing to talk about their lives and to a therapist, I think maybe it could help. But I I also think, like, there's, that's why there's the, uh, the chaplain. Chaplain can help, too. It is a, is a church in prison, like chaplain, some you know that? Yeah, I'm just saying. Though, so like, with therapists, there's lots of different types of therapy. No, that's what I'm for saying. For all like, different types of mental illness. That's what I'm saying. It was like, I think if we tackle this a little bit strongly, like, like I think we both kind of think it should happen. Um, if we actually had people, instead of just getting at, like, their monthly or yearly review they should be like hey uh before we get started would you like to have a therapist contact you every three to four weeks you know yeah but I don't know I don't know but I guess uh, we're going to cut this short. I'm Travis. I'm Christina. And uh, I guess see you next time.